Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And maybe you, or a loved one, or a not-so-loved one, has spent the entire last month watching movies in which people, mostly teenagers, who choose to have premarital sex, uh, I'm making the sign of the cross, you can't see it, this is a audio medium, um, die in, in, in grisly fashion, or 12-year-olds get possessed by demons that sound like a Toyota car from 1986, uh, or any number of other hauntings or serial killers or anything of that nature. You probably watched a lot of horror movies in October, and maybe you need to detox from that. And on this episode of What Do You Want to Watch, David and I are going to be giving you five movies each you can watch to kind of detox from all the horror, maybe put some lightheartedness in your life uh, and, 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 you know, not need to worry about sleeping with the light on afterwards, uh, except for one of mine. One of mine's a little scary, so we'll get to that later. Come on. Um, all right, stick around. We're going to talk about it right after this wonderful intro music. Offset. David just did Amigos ad lib as we were going into break. Um, Rest in peace. We were recording this the day that Takeoff was shot and killed, uh, which is awful. And yeah, it set is. off set instead of Takeoff. Um, so, yeah, that's sad. Way to bring everybody down on this episode where we're trying to talk about just happy movies. Light, lighthearted. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, I'm sorry. Transitioning in a not so subtle way away from that topic and towards horror movies for October. David, what is something that you didn't get to watch? What's a horror movie you maybe had on the list that, of course, you could watch sometime other this, later this year, but didn't get yeah. to watch and wanted to in October? Um, so something that I tried to do like in my horror movie watching stint in October, there were a lot of a classic horror movies that I had never seen before. Um mm-hmm. Some of those being like the original Friday the 13th, the original Hellraiser, uh, The Fly, um, 28 Days Later, Poltergeist, stuff like that. Like some of those classics that, you know, you hear talked about a lot, but uh, I, I hadn't seen. And I still had some on my list that I wanted to watch. And one of those was Carrie. Uh, I've never seen Carrie. Um, and just based on its rating and what kind of people have said about it, I, I, it I've heard it's pretty good. Uh, we tried to watch it in an alternate way, and it just wasn't a very good quality. Uh, so we decided not to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, that seems, and obviously that's a classic. I, a lot of people have talked about that. Um, so I'd say that one, another one is Suspiria. You've, you've mentioned a lot, uh, Suspiria that we need to watch Suspiria's that one. Good. And, um, so that's probably another one that I didn't get, get, didn't get to, but I think for that one specifically, we can definitely watch that outside of October. For some reason yeah. I get this vibe that I can't watch classic horror movies outside of Halloween, but like hereditary or suspiria it's like you can watch that anytime of year. yeah suspiria is an elite it's cold and rainy outside movie um mm. i watched it for the first time i think it like like it like january during like a storm that, and that's a great time to watch suspiria um so maybe be maybe on the lookout in the forecast for cold rainy days which aren't happening because of climate change <laughs> i i wanted to watch um a movie that just came out this year called speak no evil that I had heard is 
I've heard is the most unsettling horror movie of the year. Um, mm. And possibly one of the scariest horror movies of all time. Yeah, it, it, it's a it's a foreign film premiered at Sundance in January. I had a couple of people I know saw it and said that it was just insane, but also terrifying. Um, so I, I was kind of kind of hoping to catch that. And I didn't find a way to watch it yet. Um, so maybe hopefully later in the year. I, Is that I even in theaters? Um, no, I think it went direct to streaming in most of the places in the U S. So that's why if it was in theaters, I would have gone and watched it there, but I don't think that it's was true. an option. Um, so I'm excited for that, but that was, it. Hey, David, the, the, well, the, the bio, it says that they meet on a holiday. So if it's Christmas, you could just watch this Christmas time and it yeah, kind of worked. Yeah. I actually, uh, move aside Christmas vacation, mom and dad, this is what we're watching this year Come and, on. and we'll see how it goes. Your parents probably would not like this. No, <laughs> a foreign war not. movie. <laughs> yep. Zero percent chance. Um, David, on the flip side, what's something you watched in October that you wish you hadn't? Was it a movie that was terrible or gross or just wasted your time? This is a really good question. Um, Thank you. Well, here, one that we already talked about. So I don't know if I want to wait. You said that. Uh, Halloween ends. We've already talked about it's just not mm-hmm. not being great. But I think one that kind of hasn't been mentioned um, that I kind of regret watching. Night of the Living Dead is a classic, but it was just kind of hard to stay focused and stay attentive in that. It's, um, it's very it's very dated. Yeah, nineteen sixty eight, black and white, and that that I've seen plenty of black and white movies that are very good, but like it was just yeah, it was dated. Um, and I found myself multiple times like on my phone like you know stay focused david you know so uh, not because it was bad but i was just like i couldn't stay focused i really wasn't in it i I felt like i was watching it halfway through it just just so i could log it you know towards the beginning i was like all right i want to see what this is like and i was just like i cannot just stay involved did you watch that before or after you saw 28 days later before Okay. Well, that's three, actually three it, days before. If you saw it after you watched 28 days later, you would have been like, Oh my God, this sucks. Dude. Um, that was just a, 28 days later, just out of pocket. It was insane. Yeah. It's a classic and it kind of invented the genre, the subgenre, or, or was one of the early pioneers of zombie flicks. But yeah, it's real hard whenever you've seen a lot of modern zombie movies to, to get in any way scared by that. And also that's not even the best. I mean, Dawn of the Dead's better. Um, so I w- maybe if you like some parts of it, but we're kind of bored, I would watch. I would encourage you to watch Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, it's one of those like I watched it, I checked it off the list, and I probably will never want to watch it again. You know, right? Yeah. Um, mine for for mine, it's actually a movie I just saw a few days ago, um, mm. and it's called The Collector. I was looking for a horror movie that was only ninety minutes long. I just wanted something quick that I hadn't seen yet. Because uh, you had work the next day. Well, that <laughs> and I just. I did. I just had no desire to watch a long movie, so I was like, "I'm just yeah. gonna watch this." Um, and it's. I, I didn't look at it. I didn't look up what it was at all. I saw that some people liked it that I knew, so I was like, "Okay, I'll just watch this." It was just like a. It was like Saw, essentially. It was just. It, mm. And I refer to this genre sometimes uh, derisively. It was the torture porn. Like really, it's just trying to scare you with gore and and blood, and I just did not have a good time at all watching it. it's not for me um so to <laughs> to kind of 
I guess, combat that. I watched my first non-Halloween or scary related movie uh, of the month. I watched a Julia Roberts rom-com, My Best Friend's <laughs> Wedding um, afterwards, which is a movie I would recommend to anyone. And also you could say is a horror movie if you look at Julia Roberts' character and how she just traumatizes a couple physically in some ways and definitely emotionally and psychologically in others. Um, so checks out, but I mean, that movie, that movie was way more fun. So the collector, if you're not a big, like, Ooh, yeah, this porn movie is gross. I love it. I I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't check out the collector. Okay. Um, Thank you for the warning. So, yeah. Uh, detox movies, David, what, what were, what was your kind of idea behind this overall as you made this list for what a, a movie that could quote unquote help you detox from horror? Honestly, like, I thought of movies and then naturally I, these kind of fell into four categories for me. So the first one I naturally went to was like, okay, what are some of my favorite movies just in general? Right. Ones, Mm -hmm. no matter what genre they are, if they're my favorites, they're easy to watch. I enjoy them. Right. I'm like, I'm right. I love these movies. So it's like easy to watch. Uh, My second one was classics. Uh, And I think for me, a lot of like animated and um, Disney DreamWorks, films came up in that of like just classic movies to watch. Um, my third one is series starters. I thought of a couple like first movies that are pretty good, but that also could like kick off. Like maybe we kind of rewatch a certain series. And then the fourth one is a, a movie in theaters that I'll get to. So those are the four ones that I naturally kind of came to fruition uh, through mm-hmm. thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a similar kind of process. I was I, obviously, I, I pretty much just sorted all the movies I've seen that I know that I can remember anyway on my letterbox and went by obviously by highest rated. And then I was just looking at movies that I remember like getting done with it and kind of, you know, I have a lot of movies I like where I get done emotionally. I'm like, wow, that was tough. You know, that was hard or that was really good, but that was kind of a lot. And I tried to not do that with this. Like these movies were just ones where I was like, just having a good time throughout. or I was happy whenever the movie finished. Um, And I was also trying to think of movies I haven't talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, there may be some crossover. I apologize. I try to eliminate that as much as possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- there. I just tried to find some, maybe some movies that people haven't seen, some that have fallen by the wayside a little bit. Um, but I didn't go, there's nothing on my list that's like real indie pick. Like you've never heard of this. Yeah. Uh, but maybe some movies that are overlooked. So that's what I tried to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, will, I can go first, David, if that okay. is okay with you. Absolutely. Uh, my first recommendation for movie to help you detox from all the horror you just saw is a movie called Apollo 10 and a half, uh, a space age childhood. This is a rotoscoped movie from Richard Linkletter rotoscoped. It's, it's kind of hard to describe. It's, it's kind of the weird, like animation style that is almost like drawing, moving drawings, like those flip books, it seems like. Um, but this is essentially about a, a, a man narrates the stories of his life as a 10 year old in 1969 Houston as the moon landing is taking place and the lead up to that and the aftermath. It's really a movie about childhood imagination. Um, the narrator for this film is Jack black. Um, Oh, that's awesome. And and so he narrates over the top of a lot of what's happening, but then there's other times where he's not narrating. It's a movie that when I first saw it made me nostalgic for a time in which I was not alive. 
uh, and childhood mm. which I didn't experience. Like that's how that's how cool it was. It it perfectly captures that childlike wonder, especially of something like space travel, um, which is so cool. It, the premise is essentially that this kid, I think, the movie hints that this is an imagination, but imagines that he has been recruited to go on the Apollo ten and a half mission before Apollo eleven. So he is the first person on the moon, and not the astronauts on Apollo eleven. Um, mm. But it's just, it's a cool concept, but yeah, it's not, there's not a whole lot that happens like plot wise. There's no big revelations or anything, but it's just a kid's childhood. And it's, I really, really enjoyed it. That's cool. Bro, this is on Netflix. I should watch this. Yeah. That's crazy. And Richard cool. Linkletter's, um, he's a, he's a, he's one of my favorite um, screenwriters. I, I don't know necessarily about his directing style all the time, but he, we talked about numerous times the before trilogy um, also directed School of Rock and uh, Dazed and Confused as well yeah. as Boyhood. Um, so he's he's always reliable. This is just a really good film from him. So I check it out. It's awesome. Uh, number five for me uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, probably most, if not all of you have seen this, um, but I, I just remember like watching this for the first time and it was really, it was different than any Marvel movie we had seen up until this point. Um, and it probably is in the top five of most people's Marvel movie rankings. Um, because it's I mean, my, it's, it's just my number one. Yeah. It, it's a high quality movie, but also just like the kind of almost similar, like it, it makes you jealous for a time that you weren't a part of because the seventies and eighties music, you're like, man, I just to be alive in this time of music. Cause it, it was just very, very well done. And it makes the movie even that more, um, just good uh and um yeah james gunn directed movie and, and most of what james gunn has done is is, is been good and chris pat zoe zaldana dave uh bautista vin diesel bradley cooper a lot of guys a lot of girls a lot of people um <laughs> i don't know why i just didn't leave it guys that's definitely uh acceptable but yeah it's it's a fun movie it's it's light right it, there are a couple serious moments but um which pretty common yeah common with the guardians of the galaxy uh characters is, is there's a lot of humor as well uh, and well-delivered humor so um this is one of those marvel movies where you can watch pretty frequently and, and not get tired of it just because of how it was written and, and you know how they portray the story on screen so yeah that's my number five i think this is the best marvel movie at capturing the adventure part of action adventure Mm. Um, they're traveling to different planets. You're in a spaceship a lot of the time, which comes naturally, obviously, with the sci-fi genre. Um, but like you see the camaraderie grow between the group. I, I mean, the obvious comparisons are like Star Wars and stuff um, by the way that relationships develop between the people. But it, it's obviously a little more comedic um, than Star Wars. But I, yeah, I really enjoy this. Again, I've already said it, my favorite Marvel movie. Um, it's been my number one for a while. Marvel movie, I think my family has seen the most as well. Um, every time it was on TV, we'd watch it and I, I owned it on Blu-ray. So we've seen it multiple times. Um, so yeah, big fan of that. Uh, my number four, um, is a Wes Anderson movie, kind of was Wes Anderson's first big movie. And that is the movie Rushmore, um, which was his first, if I'm not mistaken, first collaboration with Jason Schwartzman, who's kind of become one of his guys, part of his troupe. also got Bill Murray in it. Um, it is about a teenager that falls in love with an elementary school teacher 
Um, and it is classic, like that sounds really weird, but it's just <laughs> classic Wes Anderson humor where the kid does not talk at all like a kid. Um, he's kind of a train wreck, but he's also hilarious at the same time. Everybody's talking fast. There's a little bit of like loneliness captured in this and, and some kind of heartbreaking moments. But in the end, the movie like has a really nice, cohesive resolution. Um, and I think it's just one of one of Anderson's best. It's a, it's a movie about a main character that you don't want to identify with at all because he's an insane person and he mm. has terrible actions. But he's so lovable in the way that he's ridiculous that you just want to keep rooting for him. Mm. Uh, and it's just a lot of fun. It's just, it's like where Anderson, I think, first tries out most of his like brand of humor. And it obviously has the camera tricks, the quick pans, uh, everything being symmetrical in the shot. Um, so if you've liked any Wes Anderson movies, I think his best is probably Grand Budapest. Um, but if you've liked any of his movies, then I think you would really like Rushmore. And if you haven't seen it, I would highly encourage it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen Francis Dispatch, and I just recently watched Grand Budapest, and that cracked in my top 20 movie, uh, favorite 20 movies. And then I just watched Fantastic Mr. Fox this year. Um, all three just really weird, but really unique uh, and impressive movies. And that he's got a couple others that I want to see. So really kind of, I think that's what like helps his case is, I mean, he doesn't like repeat or copy stuff. Like it's just such a unique uh, way of filming uh, and capturing a story that, um, yeah, it kind of grabs your attention. There's there's not a single Wes Anderson movie where you could say they could have put a different director or I don't know that mm. this is Wes Anderson um, or you could substitute this and this would be better. Like Wes Anderson movies are him. They're, they're singular visions and, you know, love him or hate him they're always representative of him but i think this is one of his best so i would highly recommend it wes anderson is him he is he is him that's a thing that's being said okay uh moving on uh my fourth uh recommendation for a little detox is harry potter and the sorcerer's stone um and you may be wondering why david do you choose arguably the worst film of this entire franchise it's not the worst. Uh, chamber of secrets is much worse but Continue. I said arguably. I didn't say it was like done deal, but my, my reasoning is I don't know who started this um, long, long ago, but Harry Potter seems to be, you know, the marathon, the movie marathon around Christmas time, right? Harry Potter yeah. seems to be the series that pops up. And so something that I desire to do is I will probably watch this movie, but then watch the rest of the series uh, and kind of get my... Um, you know, retaste of Harry Potter. Cause it's, you know, gr grew up with this. Um, so not only is there like an emotional connection, but I just love this series. Um, and, and I love Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grant and Emma Watson, because I think them as well as the supporting cast did such a well job. And uh, yeah, so I, I want to start this and it's obviously get does get dark towards the end. Um, but especially these first couple movies, um, they're pretty light and they're fun to watch, fun to mm -hmm. kind of go on these adventures with these uh, three characters, these three kids. So um, definitely, I think a good movie to start with uh, after October. Gonna this this rewatch for you is probably going to be a little bit more difficult though because of what recently happened with the the passing of Robbie Coltrane, the actor who portrays Hagrid. So I think it'll be a that's little true. Um, I'm going to see but, Hagrid and just start crying. <laughs> yeah, I think, first of all, you mentioned the Christmas aspect. Um, 
that the, these are played around Christmas. I think it's because they always feature Christmas. That's something Rowling put very heavily mm-hmm. in the books and is also featured in all the movies. So there's always a Christmas scene. Um, but yeah, this is like just, especially the, the, I think one and two have the lowest stakes of any of them, yeah. um, which helps, um, kind of take the edge off the seriousness so you can, you can kind of joke around and, and yeah, it's a kid's movie. Um, the first two are essentially in many ways. The second one actually delves a little bit deeper into kind of horror aspects almost, but the first one for sure is a kid's movie. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is pretty this is a pretty good pick. The nostalgia as well helps detox from yeah. from the horrifying images you've seen in the last month. So absolutely, and I see yeah. there's been some horrifying images. Jeez, yeah, no kidding. Um, for mine, I, I'm gonna go in a movie that's kind of in the opposite direction, um, and that is the Tom Cruise vehicle uh, directed by Doug Liman, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, also, you have to mention Emily Blunt right at the top here because. She is in many ways the best part of this movie. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, super fun sci-fi movie. Uh, Overlooked when it came out was kind of considered a a box office bomb, but I think is easily one of the best action movies made in the past uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, The the third act gets a little, a little wonky, but it's such, it's a Groundhog Day movie. Um, And those are always pretty entertaining. You know, it's live, die, repeat is the tagline for this. So Tom Cruise's character is um, sent to fight in this alien a war against these aliens, but except he can't die because every time he dies, he just gets reset to the previous day. Um, so it's, they use that to then win the war, essentially. Um, yeah, it, it, it's got a lot of like a stacked cast character actor wise. The late Bill Paxton, Brendan Gleeson is in this. Noah Taylor, um, who you would recognize if you saw his face is in this as well. Um, and, and it's just, just very enjoyable. I, I, I just really liked it. Um, it's a good Tom Cruise movie. Definitely one of the best Tom Cruise movies of the past 15 years. Kind of sad this didn't... I mean, I, I guess I don't know how they would turn it into a franchise, but this would be a movie I think that could easily be a franchise. Um, it's that mm-hmm. good and it's that enjoyable. Maybe a, uh, there were talks of a prequel if it made enough money of Emily Blunt's character, which I think would have been really fun to see. But yeah, there's a little romance in here that I don't know that necessarily works, but that's not what I care about in this movie. It's not what I'm focused on. Yeah. So yeah, no, this is a really good movie. This is one of these movies that like I came home from like football practice when I was a junior in high school, and this was playing on like FX on our Dish network on TV that Dad's watching. And like, I guess I'm watching this movie too, and it, it's a good movie. Um, and. I honestly had forgotten about this and I saw this on the outline and I low key, I kind of want to just like find it and watch it because it really is a good movie and it's entertaining. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a really good pick. All right. My third, my number three, uh, casino Royale. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Actually just like that directed by Martin Campbell, uh, came out in 2006 uh, this is and the first Craig. Yeah, I was about to say, if I'm not mistaken, it is his first James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And it is arguably the best James Bond movie, probably second. Skyfall is just Skyfall beautiful. This, but this movie's still good. Um, but it's for this one, like talked about the categories. For th- this one, it's kind of a classic for me. Uh, again, another movie you kind of grow up watching. Uh, and it's just so well done. Kind of one of those fun, like action adventure movies. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, kind of a genre that's kind of like hit in America is like the secret agent, you know, um, secret spy uh, action movies. Uh, and they're really entertaining. They're fun to watch. Um, so I guess not just in America, because this isn't even an American this is, yeah, movie. This is British. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's a fun watch. Um, it's kind of light. There, there are obviously some, some intense moments, but no, this is really fun to watch and a very good movie. Um, so yeah, James Bond. It's got it's got to make the list, right, on the detox. Yeah, I don't I don't know about you, but I love a good. I'm feeling twenty two. Sorry. Well, I am because I am actually literally twenty two. But I love a good poker movie, despite me knowing next to nothing about poker. This movie rounders molly's game uh i'm like ooh, poker there's poker in a movie this is gonna be great and i don't yeah. even know what's going on most of the time but i'm, I'm always like enthralled. i'm always like dude i'm so nervous and then i'm like my yeah. other conversation in my head's like bro you have no idea what's going on i literally learned and played my first actual hands of poker the day of your wedding that, that that's the first time True. this summer that's the first time i'd ever actually sat down and played poker but anytime poker's in a movie, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, that's all you have to say. Poker, it, the characters play poker, yeah, I'm there. For um, me, for some reasons, like that in boxing, I'm like, mm, yes. <laughs> you know? It's because it's you like seeing people get hit in the face. Uh, you, you, got, you got some issues. But yeah. yeah I like full I, houses. I haven't seen this one in a while, um, and I need to revisit it. And I remember really enjoying it. I've seen it multiple times, but I remember really enjoying it every time. So, yeah. uh, my number two is is a movie that i just recently came across um in the last year or so it struck you my number two and my number one and it struck me and that (laughs) is freaking paddington 2. dude let me tell you i saw all these articles and all this gas about how paddington 2 is a better movie than the godfather because rotten tomatoes said so has it rated as the highest movie of all time and I was like, going into this movie out of spite, going to be like, this sucks. I'm going to hate this piece of crap. Dude, Paddington 2 is so good, it's not even funny. <laughs> the character, like, it's a kid's movie, okay? It is about a CGI British bear um, that accidentally gets arrested and then has to try to escape from prison, all right? <laughs> but it's the most wholesome thing I've ever seen. It, it's got Hugh Grant is, is a villain, Um it, 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 this bear is obsessed with marmalade sandwiches and helping people. He's got a little, he's, he, they even put him in a little prison outfit for most of the movie. That's um, messed up, man. Brennan Gleason plays this like terrifying at first chef who has a heart of gold and takes Paddington under his wing. I, this is just, this movie's so much fun. Um, it's so, it, you're just laughing, you're smiling from ear to ear the whole time. You're enjoying it. And at the end of this, I challenge anybody to say they wouldn't die for this CGI British bear. <laughs> okay. Cause damn it. If I don't love me some Paddington. Um, so yeah, I, Paddington two, you, you could watch Paddington one first. You'd get a better sense of the story, but I don't even know if you have to quite on. It's not like, mm. it's not like you're not going to get it. It's not like when you, if you miss out on infinity one, then watch in game and you'd be like, huh? What are we doing here? It's not that. That's not going to happen. I, you could probably just go straight to Paddington 2, but watch it. Watch Paddington 2. It's that good. It really is. Yeah, I uh, dude, this just look at the poster. This bear is just the cutest animated thing I think, I think I've ever seen. But uh, I've seen the first one actually just very recently. 
and I need to, wherever this may be, whatever service it may be on, I should just bite the bullet and watch this. It's not a bullet. It, it is a warm marmalade sandwich that you would be biting into mm. if you watch this movie. It tastes so good, even though I have no clue what that is and I've never had it before. Uh, it's like, I think it's like jelly. <laughs> Got you. Checks out. Hey, but hey, my number two, kind of a similar, similar little trick uh, is The Incredibles. I, this is definitely just a classic. Um, one of, I would go as, as far as to say that it's one of the better uh, animated Disney movies that have been made. Um, wow, it's just real so good. far to say it's one of the better ones made. Give me I a mean, list. Give me a ranking. Give me a Pixar ranking right now. Is it top? Is it top ten? Top five? Top three? Top one? Without even looking at movies, I would say top three. Yeah. Yeah. For right. Sure. Like no maybe no Finding Nemo. That's maybe Wally. Yeah. Incredibles is so good. It's so good, dude. So so good. Uh, you guys have seen it, so I don't need to talk much about it. But it's just like entertaining and like I feel like what kind of makes a great movie is how all the acts hold up. But I feel like with this one, like the first, second, third, fourth, however many acts you want to play out, like they all like hold up and they're all entertaining. Yeah, there's um, not a slow part. There's not a part of the no. movie that drags and you don't enjoy. Like I'm thinking of like three or four different just action scenes that are in complete different parts of the movie that are just like so entertaining. Um, and yeah, this is such a fun watch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has its moments of maybe not as like happy, but like it does, this isn't like, depressing bro like it's it's good yeah yeah like marlon brando's character doesn't get shot up like we're okay um so yeah it's it's like i don't know just quoting the godfather i was trying to i was trying to quote like a depressing moment in movies history yeah you're just like marlon brando the only people on the planet to have a conversation about the incredibles and somehow mention marlon brando getting killed my god man but watch the Incredibles. It um, <clears throat> is incredible. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's my favorite Pixar movie ever. Um, I think one of the purest moments of joy in a film, just real quick, is when Dash is running really fast away from the dudes on the island, and then he just keeps sprinting, and he closes his eyes, and then he looks down, and he realizes he's running on the water, just giggles, and then runs faster. That's so yeah. good. It's just a pure moment of joy. This movie directed by Brad Bird, um, a guy who knows how to make action movies and, and then made this animated movie that's fantastic. So, Although you will be surprised to see that there are five Pixar movies higher rated than The Incredibles. I'm not surprised. There's, there's people that are incorrect, of course, about stuff. I mean, we have friends that like Cars and think it's really good it's and not a well, volunteer Pixar original, which it is. And one of them that's higher rated than The Incredibles, one of our friends thinks is just the worst, Wally. Uh, Wally's thinks good, it's a, but it's not yeah. better than The Incredibles. No. Up, um, Wally, Toy Story, Ratatouille, and Coco are actually higher rated than The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. no, Incredibles for us is, is our favorite. It's just so entertaining and love the story, love the family and the the, the comedy in it, the action, the, the chemistry. So yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Watch it. It's really fun. Um, my, my final pick, uh, I guess it's, Number one, I didn't really rank these based off of enjoyment. I just kind of put them on the list. And that is the 1987, you could call it a rom-com. I don't even know if it fits the rom-com. It's more rom than com. Uh, hey. Moonstruck, starring Nicolas Cage and Cher. Um, 
when I tell you the chair is one of the most captivating leading women I've ever seen in a movie in this film, I'm not lying. Uh, it's, it's an Italian American movie, very Italian American, maybe the most Italian American movie aside from the Godfather of all time. Mm. Um, and it's about Cher's character, Loretta, who is a widow and is kind of got this kind of weird boyfriend that's going to propose to her and that she's like going to marry him. But then she starts falling in love with his younger brother. Um, and the whole time she like figures out that there's other people in her life that are having the same experience. Uh, there's not really anything I can say to do this movie justice. Um, but it's, it's just so good. Everything is so good. Nicholas Cage is fantastic and it share is fantastic. The comedy when it is hitting is absolutely on point. The food in this movie looks delicious. Um, there's a lot of Italian American hand gestures that I really appreciate. This movie is a very New York movie. Um, and it's just great. It's just really I great. So Moonstruck, never thought watch Moonstruck. Never thought the day would come that you would proudly talk about a Nicolas Cage movie. Talk about his performance in a positive I way. Hate, I don't hate Nicolas Cage. I don't, where is this? The Rapture is here. Well, that is no, a just, terrible Nicolas Cage movie. Actually, that's true. Called Left Behind. You should have left that behind. Sorry, that was really. Yeah, I'm just messing. Yeah. I'd you, say Moonstruck. I've not seen this, but. No, I haven't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him to watch it. Well, I want to ask you a question. Is Moonstruck better or is National Treasure 2 better? Like, I don't uh, know. Moonstruck, and it's not close. <laughs> oh, you like how you said the second one, not even the original yeah, National, Treasure. National Treasure. Which still wouldn't have been close. But it could have been a good movie for this list, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of our friends absolutely would uh, be fist pumping. But, Same um, one that hates Wally, actually. <clears throat> you know who you are. Um, no, that's a good list though. That's a really good list. Um, thanks. My, uh, felt kind of hollow there, but no, you, you just said that like, it felt real dismissive. You're like, yeah, good list. I mean, I guess, you know, Nathaniel, I love the list that you have now. created okay. the chemistry and the camaraderie. All right. Just talk about your number one. please. This is like, My number one, uh, the reason I have this fourth, uh, column or group of in theaters is black Panther Wakanda forever. A movie um, neither one of us have seen, but we're sure you got to watch. This is one that you absolutely need to watch. Uh, it comes out next Friday, um, directed by Ryan Coogler. Um, Kevin Feige has been quoted to say that to date, this is the most. This is his most passionate project, the one he's he's been the most proud of, and the one he's looked forward to the most. Um, and man, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say when I saw the trailer. Like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't tear up because mm -hmm. it was just right morning Chadwick and, and the former Black Panther, but then moving on into what this looks like. It was just the trailer like blew me away. And that was two and a half minutes. Um, so you need to go to the theaters and to watch this go opening night, pack this place because um, and get your hopes up. I know we've talked about this and I know others are probably like, I don't want to get my hopes up and be disappointed. Get them up um, because I really do think that this. Mm -hmm. it's going to be a very good movie and I'm very, very excited to watch this. Early reports are that this movie does a fantastic job of honoring Chadwick Boseman and his contributions um, mm. and his character uh, of T'Challa and that it's just a really emotional film, but one that doesn't leave you emotionally scarred afterwards. It's not mm. a movie that's going to make you, it'll make you sad at times, but 
from what I'm told, it, it makes you happy as well. I try to avoid most reviews for this as I always do. David, this and kind of Avatar 2 are the big releases left this year. Uh, I would be correct in assuming that you are much more excited about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, correct? Yeah, I think I am. Um, and I think it's the the emotional ties to it and just recency. Like we're more connected to Black Panther and the MCU. But man, with the sudden passing of Chadwick and how that was one of the more surprising kind of celebrity deaths, you know, mm-hmm. of the last couple of years. Uh, and honestly, how much he was respected, right? He wasn't one of those controversial guys who, you know, maybe wasn't as good a person or got into trouble. Like he was just well-respected in just about every community. Um, and man, it tough to, to lose someone that quick, that sudden. And, and it, a very good movie. Black Panther is another top five, top mm-hmm. 10 uh, Marvel movie that's been made. So yeah, I'm very, very excited about this uh, more. Not to take anything away from Avatar. I'm excited about that, but uh, this the situation is different for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would I would agree. Um, I, there's a little bit of nervousness still, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of the thing that I think that Marvel has kind of rested its laurels on and put all of its chips in this basket. Um, so there's a little bit of apprehension and, you know, you want to make sure it's not coming off as tone death, but I think that they were very careful, um, even in the press leading up to this, talking about Chadwick and, and what he meant to not only, um, everybody at Marvel and the people that made the movies, but just the world at large. Um, so I'm really excited for this. I already have my tickets. I bought my tickets in August. Um, so I will be seeing this opening night. Yeah, the top review, they don't they didn't put a rating, but they said Black Panther Wakanda Forever is a moving tribute to Chadwick Boseman and a powerful continuation of his legacy. That was that first sentence. I won't read any more cuz I don't know what they're going to say. I don't, you know, spoil-wise, but that first sentence that seems like that sounds like it, they did a pretty good job of that. So I'm excited. Uh, another review said MCU's rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll see. I I Man, I just can't keep the, I can't stop thinking about that trailer uh and just I'm usually not a guy that watches trailers, but I think we watched this two or three months ago, pretty far removed from um, opening night. Um, and it was pretty moving. So I'm very excited to watch this. Um, so yeah, get your tickets. Um, you need to watch this in theaters because uh, I think it'll be very good. So, so yeah. yeah, some detox movies. There's 10 right there. You got so many options. You got some animated, new animated movies, some classic animated fun action um you know if you don't if you're not there harry potter another movie i almost put on here was pirates of the caribbean that's a fun series to start um so you got plenty of options um or you can just kind of be those people and just keep watching horror movies i guess do what you want to do there but we're trying to help yeah we're doing the best we're doing the best we can so um yeah hey anything else you want to you want to say before i close this bad boy up no i i I think we've covered it I'm just, I'm excited to go watch some of these movies myself. Max. All right. It's been What Do You Want to Watch? Episode 49. um, Top five movies post Halloween. Bit of a detox. We've been talking about it and you've been listening to it. See you later.